Glory to God. Glory to God. Welcome to Wife, W-I-F-E. Walk in Faith Everyday Ministries. And you are listening to Dominique McGee. Glory to God on another morning. On another day, I thank you, Father God, for keeping us all through the night. Blessed is the Lord God. Truly, truly, you are a mighty God. Thank you, Lord. But yes, today I have an amazing message, a double message for you today. About God providing even when there's not enough. And about laboring in the spirit over the flesh. So I will be coming from John 6, 1 through 27. Kind of lengthy, but how I broke it down, it's really great message, guys, and I'm happy to give it to you. Before we get into it, you know how I do. Let's go before God correctly. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for another day, Father God. I thank you for keeping our families all through the night. I thank you for providing every need, Father God, and keeping us in these times of uncertainty. Call out into our hearts, Father God, that we may hear you, Lord. That we may draw closer unto you, Father God. Remove the wedge, Father God, that keeps us from you, Lord. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses, Father God. Receive us once more, Father God, for truly we know not what we do. Father God, be merciful upon us, Lord. Direct us and correct us, Father God. But this morning, Father God, I ask that you receive us in your presence, that we may be in your counsel this morning. That we may gather together the fellowship in your word, Father God. Let it pierce through our inner parts. Father God, touch me that I may minister in truth. Saturate me with your spirit, Father God, that you may minister to me and through me, Father God. Let your word reach into the hearts in whom it's supposed to this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the time to fellowship in your counsel. Amen this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's get into this. Again, John chapter 6. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover feast of the Jews was near. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great, mo- a great company come unto him. He said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that they may eat? And he said to prove him, for he himself knew that he would what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennies worth of bread. It's not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Let's get into this, guys. Jesus went across to the Sea of Galilee and saw a multitude of five to ten thousand followed him. John tells us 
they followed him because of the signs that he performed. The miracles that he was performing draw them by the thousands. You, at this point, you know that Jesus' popularity was at an all-time high. You hear Jesus was in town, Jesus was coming, and this is the time of the Passover feast, so you know, it was a lot of movement, it was a lot of travelers, it was a lot going on. But there was a lot of need at this time. There was a lot of lacking at this time. So Jesus, Jesus knows that the the multitude that is following him is following him because they're watching what he's doing, the signs and the wonders and the healings. They're wondering, who is he? What is he about? Can he do it for me? See, the immediate thing that attracted them to Christ is his signs and his wonders, his miracles, his impact when he walked in your life and changed it. It wasn't necessarily that they wanted to live the right life. They wanted to be blessed. The blind wanted to see. The lame. They wanted to be healed. They had a need for Christ. And when they heard about Christ, they they heard that he was a way maker, that he was a provider, he was a redeemer, that he worked miracles. So when Christ was in town, they followed him by the thousands. But at this point, Christ goes up to the mountains and and, and he wanted to have some time with his the cycles speak with them, you know. It, the, the, the Jewish holiday is coming up and all, of all that he's been doing and the signs and the wonders that he's been showing them. You know, maybe it's just a moment of peace. But he looks up. And there's so many around him that has a need. So Christ looks, goes to Philip and says, how much do we have that we may feed them? Because Christ knew that they had followed him so long that they were hungry. So with all of the other reasons that they followed him, Christ didn't sit them down and start delivering each and every one of them and casting out spirits and no. That's not what happened here. Their stomachs was hungry. They were hungry. 
in their flesh. And they came to the right place. Because this is where Christ is going to show them, seek me. Seek ye the kingdom of heaven. And God will provide all needs. That if your eyes are on God, that he will make a way for you. But let's go ahead and get into it. Philip says, we have 200 pennies worth of, of bread. He only had enough to buy 200 pennies worth of bread. Looking to feed a multitude of five to 10,000. Philip went on to tell Jesus it's not even sufficient. What we have right off the bat is not enough, Jesus. Even if we broke it down to give everyone a little bit, we will still not have enough. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Have you ever been down to the bottom? Have you ever been to the point where you don't have enough? And, and you know that God is the way maker, a provider. And that Christ's children do not bake bread. So as you draw near to Christ. You have a need for Christ. The need is that your stomach is growling, you're hungry, your family is hungry, and your bills need paying, and things are backed up, and you're losing. Because even though you labor every day, even though you put in the work, Every day it is still not enough to take care of you and your family, let alone an extra mouth, let alone two extra mouths, let alone a multitude. So, what I want to tell you is, what, but you know that God is a provider. You know, because you're watching God provide needs in every other in everyone's life around you. And you know that God has came through for you a time or two, and He always continues to do as He always does. If you have that relationship with him. But if you are a non-believer. And you're watching how God is moving in others lives. And you are consistently laboring. Yes if a man don't work a man don't need. So you're laboring in your flesh. You're getting up. You're going to work every day. You're earning your paycheck. You're earning your keep. But sometimes what is in your hands. It's not enough. 
you got more bills than you do income. And another disciple says to Christ, speaks up, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, notices a young man who had five loaves and two small fish. Now, when I, when I initially checked in with this verse, I started to laugh because I said, that was his travel bag. She out of the, the, the 10,000, out of the multitude, they found one lad, one person that had five loaves and two small fish. Oh, he was about to follow Jesus. But he, he, he was smart enough to bring his lunch bag. He wasn't going home. So he may have been out of the multitude, someone there that had another need for Jesus. But the Bible doesn't get into that. They just notice him out of the multitude, the one who had the little. Jesus took that little that he had and blessed it. Jesus gave thanks because giving thanks to God for providing all needs because God is a providing God. And after he blessed it, after Jesus blessed the bread, he distributed it to his disciples and his disciples distributed it to the multitude. Christ blessed the, the fishes, the two fish afterwards. And as well, he distributed to his disciples. And his disciples began to distribute it to the multitude. And I want to tell you, what is not enough for you, what you cannot do, what you cannot make do with, God can overflow. What? You don't see enough. What is not sufficient is sufficient in God. God can take your little bit and, and do so much more with it. See, you're, you're focusing so much on you and your little bit and my needs. When God says, in order for me to provide your needs, you have to come to me. Give me your needs. Put it in my hand and know that I will provide. See, God checks the record. God knows what each and every one of us and what we're at in our lives and what we need. And he, he, he assures us that he will provide every need 
We can count on him to provide every need. We can trust in him to provide every need. He is the way maker. He is not man in which he shall lie. Now, whether you choose to believe that or not, that's on you. Whether you choose to receive that or not, that's on you. Whether you choose to live in that and stand on that, that's on you. Or whether you choose to handle it your way, to stress, to struggle, to have it out. I have to give it to you because we're all human, we're all perfect, we're nobody's perfect. And at times there's a lot of tension and definitely right now in the times of uncertainty there's a lot of tension. We're losing jobs and on the brink of losing our homes and and it's so hard to keep the food on our tables. And as we hit Thanksgiving and Christmas and all these holidays that are coming up, we're in the middle of a global pandemic that's raging and people are getting sicker than ever continuously. And through any efforts to maintain your, your foundation just becomes more and more rocky and more and more uncertain on a daily day basis. Because you've got to understand that God will shake it up to show you that you've got to trust in him. That God wants to show you that give me what you have that I may increase it. Give me what you have that I may multiply it. That it will not just be enough for you and your family, but be enough that you can give out in abundance. See, you got to understand that you cannot be selfish. This is the time and the season where we got to draw, come together. He who lendeth to the poor lendeth to the Lord. Are you are you laboring continuously, tirelessly in the flesh, and you still are not getting sufficient? It's still not enough. Today I want to tell you on that point. Put it in God's hands and let put it in Jesus' hands. Put it in his hands. That he may bless it. That it may increase. It's not enough anyway. You can't trust it in your hands. If you're already at the point where you're about to fall off the cliff, everything's cut off, the cabinets are empty. Notice is on the door. Give it to God that he may bless it, that it may increase beyond you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. See, after, let's, let's get back into the work. Now, let, this is the second part I want to give it to you. From, yes, let me get back in now. Uh, from, uh, 10. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. When he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise had the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, and he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them, them, them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. And those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, this is the truth. The prophet that should come unto the world. That Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force. To make him a king, they de he departed into the mountains himself alone. And when even was now, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship. And went over the sea towards Capernaum. It was now dark and Jesus was not coming to them. And the sea arose and by reason a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five, 25 and 30 furlings, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nearer unto the ship and they were afraid. But he said unto them, it is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship. And immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other, there was no other boat there. Saved. And the one whereinto his disciples were entered. And that Jesus went not with him, was not with his disciples into the boat but they but that his disciples were gone away alone when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there neither his disciples they also took shipping and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus and when they found him on the other side of the sea they said unto him Rabbi when camest thou here Jesus answered them and said verily verily I say unto you you seek me not because ye saw the miracles but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled labor not for the meat which perish but for the meat that endureth unto the everlasting life which the son of man shall give unto you for him hath for him have God the Father sealed. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. Let me tell you. Jesus had compassion on the multitude that followed him. And he knew that they followed him because they had a need for him. But the need was not an internal spiritual desire to get to know him. But for him to fulfill their physical needs. They were all filled. They probably wanted to sleep. Woke up. They thought they had their eyes on Jesus. They wanted to take him by force to make him king because he was the way maker. They probably woke up the next morning and their stomachs began to growl and they remembered that where's the, where's the bread multiplier? They weren't looking for Jesus because he fed them. Jesus said, you looked over everything else that I did. I healed the sick. The blind, the crippled, before your eyes, and yet you found me, you walked through great measures to find me because you were hungry in your stomach and not in your spirit. See, you can't blame Jesus only on your knees. Because he'll provide your need. But when you get up to, for him to do it again, you'll have to go looking for him. Because Jesus is going to tell you, you're looking for me for the wrong reason. Because if you really want me to provide your needs in a complete way, I need you to come to me completely. Seek me wholeheartedly. Seek me first. And I will give you the desire of your heart. I will provide every need. You will want for nothing. And you will be able, be able to be assured in your spirit. Knowing that I am the one and only true God, I am the provider. I will feed you, clothe you, house you, take care of you in a time of trouble. I am your stronghold. But when we only go to God because we have a need in our flesh, We're playing. But it's merciful. God is merciful. He cares about you. He's compassionate. And he's saying, I can do so much more for you than just feed you right here, right now. Draw nearer to me that I may be the bread of your life. The light of your life. That I may give you in abundance. Not in just your belly, 
but in every area of your life that you need me. Sometimes, I'm going to tell you guys, it's not easy. We're going to go through situations that challenge us, that make us want to stress out and fight and carry on, but you got to hold on to the promises of God. You got to hold on to the truth. You got to seek God first and put him first and know that he will provide your needs. You got to know that what you can't, what's in your hand is not enough for you. Put it in God's hand and he will multiply it. More than you. That you ain't not only just feed you and yours, but a multitude. God says that he has given you life that you may live life abundantly. But we're stuck in mediocrity because that's where we stand. 